You're listening to Once, episode 298, The Song in Your Heart, Initial Reactions. Welcome back to another episode of Once, the unofficial podcast for ABC's TV show, Once Upon a Time. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. I'm Aaron. And we've watched this episode, The Song in Your Heart. Now, Aaron, I've got to ask you up front, how many times have you seen this episode? Once. Okay. Just I've, now. I've seen it three times already <laughs> because we, they did give us early access to a press screening version of the episode, which varied only slightly from what aired. There were, I think, a couple more lines that Emma had in the final aired version than what was released to the press uh, several days early. But I watched that episode a couple times and... Now, there I do have some critiques about the episode, but for the entire show, Aaron, ask me what my favorite episode of all time of Once Upon a Time is. Daniel, what's your favorite episode of Once Upon a this Time one? of all time? <laughs> <laughs> now, I know it has certain plot problems and stuff, and we'll dig into that in a little bit, but... What episode doesn't, <laughs> really? <laughs> What I think makes this musical work for me, and I am not usually a fan of musicals, uh, what makes it work for me is these are characters that we've gotten to know and love, and then to see them break out in song, and for it to be fun music, too, and uh, music that gets in your head is what makes it so much fun to me, and they even break the the fifth or the fourth, one of the walls as well, a little bit. (laughs) I definitely have Snow and Charming songs stuck in my head right now, so I I would agree with that statement. <laughs> I really loved this episode, and I wasn't sure I was going to. I was kind of like, oh, are they just doing this to, you know, can any of them even sing? They can all sing. It was so good. Yeah, even Henry got his little bit in there, which surprised me. <laughs> his little, like, his one line at the end, right? Yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, from what I was seeing in the chat room, too, and the reactions on Twitter so far, at least that were directed at us at One's podcast, everyone in our community loved this episode. Yes, we see little problems here and there, but they loved the songs. Uh, several of the members in the live chat were saying, oh, I'm, I'm crying now. I think I'm going to cry. And I reminded them as uh, quoting from Frozen, go ahead. I won't judge. <laughs> Because I cried or almost cried many times, too, with this episode. It was emotional. Like, it was cute. The songs were great. It was a musical, so there was a lot of laughter. But at the end, especially, I was, like, laughing and crying, and it was very beautiful. Like, if you asked me for a word to describe it in one word, I think my word would be beautiful. Yeah. Do you have a favorite song? Uh, The catchiest song is definitely Snow and Charming's, just on first listen, because, again, I've only seen it just once. Um, But I really loved Emma's song at the end. Everyone knows Emma's my favorite character, but I love how they tied that in and did it so, I'm going to say the word again, beautifully. And I love that it was like our theme song, like our Once Upon a Time theme song. Like it's the Snow and Charming tune and Emma's the product of true love between them. So I just, I thought that whole thing was great. 
Yeah, that's Jenny's favorite song, too. My favorite song, I think, and I've got the soundtrack. And by the way, I'll mention where you can get the soundtrack in a moment. But I think my favorite is A Happy Beginning was my favorite. It it reminds me a lot of some other um, songs I've heard in the style and even a little bit in the melody. But I think that's, that's for now, my favorite. But they're all really fun. When the soundtrack came available on uh, Friday last week, I bought it immediately and was listening to it just over and over and over, which I don't really do that often to listen to something or watch something multiple times. So if you want to get the soundtrack for yourself, there are eight songs on the soundtrack. It's 20 minutes of music. It's all of the songs from the episode. And yes, they are actually sung by the cast. So if you want to get all of that great music and be singing along, then go to oncepodcast.com slash musical. And I've got links there to many different places where you can purchase the soundtrack. Some of those links even work internationally. So if you purchase through there, depending on which link you use, then it may support the podcast. In particular, it'd be great if you'd consider using Apple Music, uh, Apple iTunes, or Amazon. Those are the places that support the podcast the best. But we've also got links to Google Play Music, to Spotify, and maybe a couple others on there. So that's where you can go to get the music for yourself and sing along with all of these great songs. Oncepodcast.com slash musical. And let us know what your favorite song from this was. At the end of our full discussion podcast, Heather and I stuck around to play a little bit of the music from this episode and also play the promo for this episode. It was the first time I'd watched the promo. It was the first time I'd heard any of the music. And we both agreed. And watching this, Aaron, I'm sure you'll agree too, they totally went Buffy the Vampire Slayer on this. Oh, totally. Definitely. Um, I was even going to say when we were talking about Henry's little one line, like, they did that in Buffy, too, with the people who didn't want to sing. They just had, like, one line in certain songs. Um, and the whole, you know, this was a wish, that was a spell. I, it was like a summoned demon. They totally went Buffy. Yeah. They even had the bad, gone, good guy singing in leather. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's the one and only episode I've ever seen of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, by the way. And I saw it. Because I found the soundtrack, I'm a big fan of soundtracks. So I found the soundtrack, listened to it, then I thought, hey, someday I should actually watch this episode. So I watched the episode. So that's why it's my one and only uh, episode of that that I've seen. But in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, yeah, same idea that it was a spell was cast that caused everyone to sing. And I love the way that they introduced that with like Snow suddenly realizing, wait, I'm singing. And then Charming's entrance. Oh, perfect. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and they were like, I, I hope I'm not being delusional just because I love the show, but they were all really good singers. Yeah. I I felt like every single character that sang was a good singer in this episode, which I'm just, I was pleasantly surprised because I don't know that any of them have that history. Whereas with Buffy, I know a lot of those actors have that history. Um, I know that. So, yeah. Uh, Colin O'Donohue, who plays Hook, has some musical background. I wasn't sure whether it was singing or just playing instruments, but I know he's been in a band and I think even tried to make a band with some of the other cast from Once Upon a Time. And some of the other cast 
do have musical backgrounds or musical training. Uh, in our chat right now, Matthew Paul pointed out that Robert Carlyle, who plays Rumpelstiltskin, said in an interview a few years ago that he wouldn't sing in a musical episode. So that explains why Rumpel said he wouldn't, <laughs> which I thought was perfect. Yeah, I just I just dawned on me that, yeah, he didn't sing at all. And I know a lot of them have theater background, which to me always equates to some type of musical training because – so often you're singing in, in theater. Yeah, and they, the, the songs fit the characters really well, too. You know, the song that's full of hope with its sound is the one for Snow and Charming, and the, the, the rough kind of provocative song is the one for Evil Queen Regina, and everything else, too, just fit everyone perfectly. And what a fun episode. I can't wait to see the extras. <laughs> For this episode, I know they've released some extras on YouTube and on the press site and such interviews with the cast. And uh, I want to see some of the background behind the scenes stuff, seeing the cast, doing the lines, hearing their reactions to their songs. And and, what a good episode. And speaking of good things, you know who gives us a song (laughs) in our hearts? It's our wonderful heroes for once podcast who support the podcast episode after episode with their kind donations, giving us a value that they feel the podcast is worth to them. So for this episode, I'd love to thank our wonderful singers. I'm sure they have beautiful voices too. Lisa Slack, Lisa R, Trainer James, and I want to give a shout out to Kathy Gribble, who recently increased her hero ship. She upgraded a little bit over there on Patreon. And also Steph Wiltsey became one of our new heroes. So thank you very much. Your beautiful voices are contributing to the podcast through dollars. So if you want to become a hero, then go over to oncepodcast.com slash hero and be one of or add to our 29 heroes there on Patreon. You can get that and other options over at oncepodcast.com slash hero. And thank you for your support. While I loved all of the songs in this episode, I do think there were a couple of holes with the plot, which I believe you brought up at the beginning. The first thing that I thought was that Hook should be in Wonderland at this time, not in the Enchanted Forest. But I think I was confused about the timeline on that. What are your thoughts on that? Because Regina sent him to Wonderland to get Korra in Queen of Hearts. It just happens to be one of my favorite episodes. Maybe not the favorite anymore, though. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I was initially thinking that Hook's being here in the Enchanted Forest didn't quite line up with things. But you're right. It actually does enough because when Regina sent Hook to kill Korra, that was, I think, only a couple weeks before Regina actually cast the curse. Yeah. So I think that 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 did end up working. The big thing for me, as much as I love the music in this, and I love this episode, it, to me, feels like it, it doesn't fit the, the series. It recycles too much. Um, one of the big things to me was just this the core concept that what gives Emma her magic ability to be able to defeat the Black Fairy is a song in her heart. I mean, that's nicely poetic and everything. But we're talking in literal senses here with giving her magical powers. And it it's like the transition from metaphor to literal just didn't really work that well for me. It's a way that they figured out how to get music into the show like this. 
I think they could have just done a musical episode without having to explain it or even the characters recognize that they're singing. Just have a musical episode. Um, maybe they decided that they wanted to make it part of the story. And I think the way they did it, and I saw in our chat room several of the members there thought that it was nicely executed. But I feel like it was a bit too hokey in sometimes. <laughs> See, I kind of liked how they did that. Um it it doesn't occur to me necessarily, despite what they said in the episode, that that's going to be like the thing that allows Emma to defeat the Black Fairy. But today it was like today she won this battle, at least. Uh, and, you know, they're still they're still fighting the war. But they have I've seen a TV series like I've seen Grey's Anatomy has done a musical episode where it's kind of just the characters are just singing and. It's kind of just their thoughts that they're singing and there's no kind of – because that show is based in reality. There's no kind of discussion about the fact that they're singing. But I guess because this is such a magical show where anything can happen, it makes sense that they went that way as well. True. And I I wonder like how long they've been planning this or if they even had planned it because like Emma's heart has been special since – you know, Queen of Hearts when Cora couldn't take it. Yeah. Season two. Season two. So that's that's a long time that they've been, um, and sh- she's the only person that we've ever seen that with, where somebody goes to grab their heart and is re- repelled out by white light inside of them. So we've always attributed that to her being the savior, but could that have been this? That could have been all this powerful love that was inside her from before we knew it existed. Yeah, and I think we've seen her heart be taken out before, but I think this fits with the idea that no one can remove her heart without her permission. She willingly gave her heart there to the Black Fairy, and so that's how it could be removed, but couldn't be crushed. Nice little detail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, I, there was a long time where they her heart was just on the ground, and I'm like, guys, like someone pick up the heart. <laughs> We're long beyond the 10-second rule. (laughs) Yeah, like, we still, it's still her heart. Like, right at this moment, the Black Fairy is not able to crush it, but but don't leave that thing just sitting out there. (laughs) So I'm glad that they they quickly got it. Not very quickly, but... (laughs) It is quite funny to watch the secondary characters when a primary character is singing. Like, with Emma (laughs) singing there, the Black Fairy's just standing there. She could take that moment to say, ha ha, she's got her back to me, stab, or, you know, whatever. Uh, as well, you got to watch the background characters. It, you probably saw them, the guards, when Regina starts singing. It looks like they're right about to start dancing, too, and then she yeah. just breaks their necks. <laughs> Which reminds me, in the Buffy musical at the end, in Buffy's song at the end, Giles says, she needs backup, go. And the two girls go and just start backup dancing for her. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. And this is apparently the week of musicals because also on ABC, The Middle is going to have a musical episode. Interesting. The only two shows that I know, I know there's more, but the only two shows that I know that have done it have been Buffy and Grey's. And now it's like a big trend. (laughs) I know someone uh, recently said I, in our chat room or in our on Twitter that uh, didn't we already get a musical once upon a time and it was called Gallivant? 
I didn't watch that series. So. Oh, you should. It's fun. Not exactly family-friendly. And, and, you know, speaking of family-friendly, something that did surprise me a little bit about this musical uh, mm. is that they used profanity in the songs. Yes. And and I understand, I'm not going to say, oh, you should never do that. But what surprises me and will probably upset some families out there is that these songs are so catchy. And so now kids are going to want to sing these songs with the profanity in them. And parents are going to be like, whoa, 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 hold on. We're not having the bunny incident all over again. Hashtag VeggieTales. We do not want you to sing this song or at least not with those lyrics. But then the, it's the, the happy songs don't have any profanity in them, whereas it's the villain or at that moment yeah. villain songs that do. I was actually surprised when I heard some of the profanity because it's words that I don't even think once uses in dialect very often, if at all. Some of them not, but definitely there was, you know, some words that I don't believe I've heard on this show. Yeah, uh, so. they have been on this show before i catch okay. it whenever they drop it um, yeah and th- even you could say regina's dance was a bit jenny's word for it was intense now here's the <laughs> other thing when we do our rewatch and maybe you can get a head start on this for me count how many times someone kicks something while they're singing i think almost <laughs> every song had someone kicking something while they were singing it, it it must be a choreography technique that this particular person who did all the dances and the songs, uh, that a technique that they like, singing or ripping things. <laughs> it kind of goes to the beat, and it's like an outburst of of aggression or of tune or of attitude. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't notice that. Now the big thing that happened with this episode, and this is one of the other things that. <sighs> It's recycling. Is Oh, see, now I don't know. If... Another curse. Oh, yeah. We've got another dark curse coming. Yeah. Now, at least this time, they're ready for it. Or they think they're ready for it. And they will probably be strong in it. And we don't know what the curse is going to do, whether it will take them to somewhere else, whether it just curses them where they are, whether it will have any effect other than breaking the poor clock tower. Yet again. (laughs) I wonder if it will take them somewhere else simply just for a a spoiler. Like I'm totally spoiler free. So I, everybody who's listening could already know exactly what's happening in the final battle because of spoilers, but I don't because I know they've run into this issue multiple times in multiple years where there's such a crowd in Steveston where the show is filmed when they do outside scenes that spoilers get out. And so if they shot at a different location, there would at least be less people to spoil the show or if there were even people at all, depending on where they shot. So I could see them bringing it to another battlefield, although Storybrooke is good. And some things are shot entirely on green screen, like the the wedding scene, which beautiful wedding, the way that they filmed that and the lines and everything, beautiful. Uh, that was all green screen. They weren't actually on top of a building there in Stevesden where they uh, have Storybrooke. But <laughs> With grass growing on it? Yeah, a wonderful place <laughs> for a wedding nonetheless. That was a beautiful scene. I was a little disappointed they didn't dye Emma's or dye Snow's dress back white so that Emma could wear it. But the dress that she wore was very pretty. 
And Archie was the officiate. I was wondering, last episode, I, I my guess was Blue Fairy, but I wonder if he also got that type of a designation from the curse that he could officiate weddings. Well, he's also the one that married Belle and Rumple out there by the well. Oh, yeah. Who married Snow and Charming? Was that just a random extra? Yeah, an extra. Oh. It would have been good if it was the same person. Yeah. A little cricket there. He was a cricket back at that time when Snow and Charming got married. So it yeah. wouldn't make sense for a cricket, a literal cricket, to officiate a wedding necessarily. But hey, this is once upon a time. They've done crazier <laughs> things than that already. And were Pinocchio and Geppetto at that point working on the wardrobe? It was hard to tell. I think they were, it looked like they were working on toys, maybe. Okay. So that part might have been after. Yeah. And they were in that workshop where they did build a wardrobe. See, the timeline for this is the flashback scenes happen right after Snow and Charming go to talk to Rumpel in the dungeon. And uh, so this is shortly after their marriage, shortly after they discover that they're pregnant. And this is also, this is another plot point. This is also after Rumpel's little spell curse thing, the protection spell that would prevent Regina from hurting Snow and Charming, which it right. seems is completely forgotten when Regina is trying to go all fireball on Snow and Charming. They didn't need to sing. They could have just stood there and she wouldn't have been able to hurt them in this land. Yeah, that was something that I noticed as well, because as soon as she was banished from their world, I forget what episode that was in, when Snow stopped the arrow that was going to kill her. Yeah, there was a protection spell on them and their kingdom, I believe. It might have just been on them. I think it was only on them. Could be wrong there. From this episode, there are some things I want to go back to the pilot episode and rewatch. Like Henry mentioned that he brought Emma to Storybrooke so that she could fight the final battle. And I think I remember Henry mentioning that in the premiere episode, or maybe that's something I keep thinking he said, but he didn't. I know he said, you're supposed to be the bringer of happy endings. Yeah. And I feel like he also said something like, you're supposed to fight the final battle, but I'd have to go back to look or or maybe just do a Google search to find what episode it was (laughs) in season one where he said something like that, because it could have been one of those other conversations from somewhere else in the season. Yeah, he definitely said, you're going to bring back the happy endings like in that voice. I want to say like at the beach in that castle in the pilot. I can I can picture the scene. I've seen that episode so many times. And he said something in the car while they were driving to Storybrooke. He said, you're here because it's your destiny. You're going to bring back the happy endings. That was the quote that he said. Yeah. And then, yeah, he's, he said, I mean, he was on that note for the whole season. So he could have said that any number of times. But it was cute to see him worrying so much about Emma and, you know, doing something to help and pressing the play button, and yeah, that scene was good. Really, really good episode that tugs at the heartstrings, has some great memorable songs. Definitely go buy the soundtrack, oncepodcast.com slash musical, and depending on which link you use, it may even support the podcast too. Oncepodcast.com slash musical. Let us know what your favorite song is and send us your feedback and theories. The big thing we all need to theorize about is, 
what's going to happen with this new dark curse. We don't know spoilers. Jeremy, Heather, and I don't know spoilers. And Aaron doesn't know spoilers either. Uh, So we're theorizing. We're trying to figure it out too. I know we'll find out with the finale. And we would love for you to be there with us when we watch that finale. So if you're in the Cincinnati area or can be there on Mother's Day for the finale and join us for the finale party, please go to oncepodcast.com slash party to register. We'll be having dinner across the street from the coffee shop where we'll watch the actual finale and we'll have some fun there. Also inviting you to bring some snacks, bake something, cook something, mix something together. That's once upon a time themed. If you'd like, bring it there and we'll watch on a nice big screen TV. Enjoy watching it together, watching the special that's one hour before the finale and then watching the two hour finale and then recording the podcast after. So make sure your DVR, if you use one, is set to record for three hours starting seven slash six central so you can catch everything that goes on and we're really looking forward to it we still don't know if once upon a time has been renewed for a seventh season so we don't know how this finale is going to go i kind of wonder are they sitting on two different versions of the finale that one is if the show is canceled and the other is if the show is renewed that would be the smart way to do it and that's the way i'd like to think that they've got it planned Uh, to go with one or the other, depending on when we discover the news. But we might not know until after Once Upon a Time season finale actually airs. We'll we'll find out, but we want you to be there with us. So register at oncepodcast.com slash finale and send us your feedback about this episode of Once Upon a Time. You can get all our feedback information in the show notes for this episode at oncepodcast.com slash 298. That's the same place you can go to share this episode with all your family and friends. Oncepodcast.com slash 298. Please connect with us in the meantime on Twitter at oncepodcast. And I'm Daniel J. Lewis on Twitter at the Daniel J. Lewis. I'm Aaron on Twitter at Aaron J. Cruz. Until next time, remember, evil may be powerful, but wicked always wins. And thanks for listening. Once Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Big thanks to our heroes for supporting this episode of the podcast. If you'd like to be a hero too and have a beautiful voice, like all of our heroes do, then please go to oncepodcast.com slash hero. Being a hero does not necessarily guarantee that you'll have a beautiful voice, but we assume that you are because you are a hero. That's oncepodcast.com slash hero. And thank you for your support.